Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. The Rehearsal, season one of The Rehearsal, an HBO Max original starring Nathan Fielder. Uh, this is a show that uh, reminds me in so many ways of Schenectady, New York, uh, the movie written and directed by Charlie Kaufman. Uh, this is a show where Nathan Field. Let me read the description from IMDb. Uh, Nathan Fielder gives people a chance to rehearse for their own lives in a world where nothing ever works works out as expected. Uh, basically, he sets up a way for people who want to deal with something in their life, have a conversation with somebody in their life, practice for something that they want to do with their life. Uh, and he, he lets them prepare for that by rehearsing. Uh, very much like if you're ever, if you've ever had the situation where you're like in the shower and you have an interview coming up and you keep going over and over in your head scenarios that might come up during the interview. Or if you have an important conversation you want to have with somebody and you're going over and over in your head. All of the, you're having the entire conversation, both sides of the conversation, over and over in your head. What if you were to take that internal rehearsal that you're doing in your head and to bring that to reality, to literally set up situations, to literally set up settings that would mimic the environment that you're going to be having this conversation in? Uh, down to the minute detail? What if you were to have actors portraying the different people involved? What if you were to map out all of the different potential scenarios, all the different things that they may say? Maybe you get to tr try and test out different things that you might say and just run through all of those things, rehearsing it over and over again before the actual event. It's basically what this show is. Uh, which is an insane idea, which if you haven't seen Synecdoche, New York, uh, it's a movie where a guy creates a fake reality and then there's different layers of a fake reality where actors are portraying people, portraying actors, portraying people. Like, it gets very meta. And in this show, it's, it, gets, it has that meta quality. Uh, and it, it's all about Nathan... Like, the first episode's kind of weird. Like, the season's kind of weird because the first episode really just gives you a morsel of what to experience, what to expect with the rest of the season. Whereas the rest of the season really flies off the handles in a lot of ways. Uh, it becomes much different in a lot of ways than the first episode. Where the first episode, there's this guy who his friend group... They think he's got like an advanced degree. They think that he's got a master's degree, but he really doesn't. He only has a bachelor's degree. And he's worried that if he tells them the truth, which has kind of been this ongoing thing where he just like let them believe a thing at first. And then it's just kind of been this lie that's perpetuated itself to where they're giving him job you know, listings that require a master's degree. And it's not like, so it's, it's, and he's, he's scared of telling his friends. He's scared of what might happen specifically with one of his friends in this group of friends that they play trivia. And he's, he's worried about what would happen. So Nathan sets up like a fake bar and hires actors and they do this whole thing. And it's crazy. It's crazy. 
because it's like down to the minute detail. Like these actors are pretty pretty accurately mimicking what the friend might say, how the friend acts, how the friend talks for sure. The bar is like is designed to the the minute detail of like crooked pictures and some old birthday balloon that's kind of been stuck to an air conditioning vent. Like it's insane the the level of detail that goes into creating these rehearsal scenarios. Um, but at the same time, the show is not only fleshing out and realizing what it would be like to actually have in real life running through those scenarios that normally just play out in your head. But it also has the same types of internal moments, those internal thoughts you have where like after you had an interaction with somebody, right? After you had maybe like a fight with somebody, after you had an interaction with somebody at work, with a stranger, whoever, and you have those internal th thoughts of like, oh, I should have said that. I should have handled that in a different way. This show also fleshes out that aspect. So it's fleshing out all the internal monologues and our, our internal struggles that you have mentally pre-moment pre like and also post-moment. And that's where it starts to get crazy. When, when Nathan starts going into that post-moment where it's like, how do I fix the situation? How do I go back? How do I rewind? And because everything's fake, everything's like fabricated he's able to do that and it's like it really in my opinion this show really if you were to take something out of this show to learn from the show from the experiences that nathan fielder is going through putting himself through putting these actors through putting everybody involved all the people that are trying to deal with the the situation that they want to handle everybody involved is basically learn how to shoot from the hip. As one of the people that are in this sh show referred to it as, who is asked if she needs to rehearse a discussion that's about to happen, she says she prefers just shooting from the hip. And I think that's kind of the takeaway in a lot of ways. There's a lot of takeaways. This is like, because this show is so layered and so meta, there are a lot of things you can take away from the show to make you like really think about a lot of things. Think about yourself. Think about how other people are reacting to you, how other people react in life. But for me, the big takeaway was, which is something that I kind of live by in a lot of ways, I've forced myself to try and get used to being the person that shoots from the hip, being used to the person that just lives in the moment because I get so much anxiety thinking about an upcoming event, thinking about like something like a conversation that's going to happen or whatever. But I know that like when faced with a situation that I'm not aware is going to happen, I'm able to navigate that situation in the moment. I'm able to be in the moment and handle the situation, you know, not perfectly, but nobody's perfect. This show's trying to, like, engineer the perfect way to react, the perfect way to exist, 
versus just learning how to exist, learning how to be that person that shoots from the hip, learning how to be the person that's in the moment, that's not constantly thinking about what I should be doing in the future, how I should be handling this, this just like this uncontrollable event with like infinite possibilities and variables. How to not be the person that's constantly focused on that future event, but also how to not be the person who dwells on the past and how they could have changed something and how they could have fixed something. Because both of those, those states of being, whether it's looking ahead to the future or looking to the past, are wasted energy because you can't turn back time and you can't possibly control all of the variables that would go into a real life scenario. So part of this, this, this show, because he is so focused on those two types of thought processes, trying to control a future event or, or experimenting with rewinding time and getting different people's perspectives, how, could have I how, how I could have handled that differently. Like this show is so focused on doing those two things, I think because it ends up being such a insane show where there is a lot of people who end up getting damaged through the course of the events that it really illustrates that those are not the types of things you should be focusing on, you should be putting your energy towards in your life. Uh, and that you should be the person that's willing to go into a situation believing in yourself, believing in your abilities, and believing, your, believing yourself to handle yourself in the moment to shoot from the hip and to not pretend like rehearsing because it's not like you're recording a tv show it's not like you're doing a stage production where so many variables are stripped away and there's you know you can rehearse like all of the words are written down like everybody's following the same script in a play so that's why rehearsal works good when you're doing something like a play, when you're playing a song that has specific notes and specific lyrics, right? Rehearsal works for those kinds of things, but it does not work for real life. There is only so much you can do. Like when it comes to athletes training for a game, you're not going to be able to rehearse a game because the amount of variables that can happen, what the other team's going to do, how you're going to perform at any given moment, all of the different variables that are... You can only train your skills, right? Like, if, if Nathan really wanted to be good at dealing with life and navigating life, instead of rehearsing, he should be learning how to improvise. If there was any kind of, like, acting, like, skill, acting, like, effort you could put in pre the event... To, to better prepare yourself for an event that could that could have infinite possibilities, the ability to improvise would be that thing, to build up those skills, those skills that require you to change and be malleable in the moment versus something like rehearsing that requires there to be some kind of structure involved. So I think this show, like, in a lot of ways, illustrates the downfalls of the idea itself. The idea of being able to rehearse. And of course, 
because of the situations, like all of these situations, except for like, so there's different people. The first one is Todd, who's this trivia guy, and they're able to eliminate a lot of the variables, right? Because like it's a conversation between two people in a in a single location. So they can they can plan for a lot of things that could potentially happen in that situation. But even when the moment happens, Todd goes off script in a in a way. There's like this moment before when he's supposed to be opening up. Like all this setup for him to like finally come clean about the the truth that he doesn't have this education, which is like a crazy thing to be so stressed out about anyway. Like but whatever people are people have things mean a, a lot to people that may not mean anything to other people so I, it's whatever for him it's a very important thing and maybe for his friend group it's a very important thing but there's this moment where it's like he's supposed to be coming clean it's the part of the script where he's supposed to say the things to start his and it's like it it, it you realize that it really just boils down to him being able to just be in the moment and to take that step. Because a lot of the times, especially like if it's something you, you're going to do, the procrastination of doing anything, it's a lot easier to just not do it to avoid it than it is to just take that first step. But once you do take that first step, it generally builds momentum and it becomes much easier. But it's just to start that initial that initial push can sometimes not happen because of fear. I want to take a quick break from the show to let you all know that there is official merch for the Ray Taylor Show. Head on over to inspireddisorder.com. You can get t-shirts, different artwork available, different designs, all on high-quality materials in all the sizes. There's also iPhone cases made of biodegradable material. That's right. This is not bad for the environment. This is good for the environment. So all of those designs that are available on t-shirts are also available on phone cases designed by me, sold by me. Head on over to inspireddisorder.com to support the Ray Taylor show and promote it out in the world so all of the people in your life can see that you are a fan of the Ray Taylor show. Now, let's get back to that very show right now. But it's all about being able to handle himself in that moment. And the rehearsals probably got him comfortable with everything involved. But that's just like, life is a rehearsal. So if you're spending life getting used to being in the moment to trusting how you handle things in the moment, then that's the best kind of rehearsal you can get because it's going to be, you're going to get used to doing that in m multiple environments versus this show, which only prepared him to be comfortable in that moment in this one specific environment with this one specific person. Then you have... Angela, who's kind of like part of this overarching thing throughout this whole thing where she wants to get used to see if she wants to have a kid. So she's going to have the rehearsal of being a parent, raising a kid from baby to 18 year old. And that's where a lot of this show, because that's such a big, complex 
you want to talk about variables, raising another human is a massive variable. And the way the people involved with all these things bring their own kind of wrenches to clog up the machine. But that whole thing is insane because not only is she an addict, somebody in her childhood was addicted to drugs, somebody who, like, lived a very certain way and was clearly addicted to stuff, shifted that addictive nature into Jesus, into Christianity. She's one of these born-again Christians. But that addictive nature is so prevalent. Like, that hardcore addiction is, like, just perfectly adopted, especially in Christianity, especially in America, where it seems like so many people have this level of addiction to this specific type of Christianity. And she so perfectly embodies a lot of that. A lot of, like, what is scary and what is very disturbing about a lot of these people in this country who are obsessed with like their their particular idea of what Christianity is and what Jesus is. So she brings a very interesting variable to the whole thing. The whole aspect of like switching out the babies, eventually they get like the kids get older, but then when when Nathan puts himself in that situation. Then we start seeing him go back and, and start focusing on that other aspect of internal interrogation where instead of being the, the, the side where it's all in preparation, he starts bringing it to the, the other side of like, how can I rewind this situation and do it, do it better? You also saw that in the episode where the Fielder Method where he goes to LA and he's like teaching these act these acting students his method of stalking people and becoming people and all of that and in that episode he becomes one of the students to see it from their perspective which there's a an aspect of that that's good to put yourself in the shoes of somebody else and to kind of perceive an event from their situation from their perspective to see if how you're acting to be more critical about how you're acting so there's like positive aspects to what he's doing in that but it's like it's he goes so deep into it that it just like it becomes like his addiction like just as angela is addicted to jesus her brand of jesus and Christianity, like Nathan gets addicted to these rabbit holes of thought and these rabbit holes of layers of like becoming and acting like he's getting some perspective that on some level isn't going to be a hundred percent authentic because it can't be like surrounding yourself with actors trying to recreate reality is never going to be the same thing as just being in reality and yet he falls into these these rabbit holes of delusion of trying to 
recreate scenarios in order to give himself a better perspective in order to like these fantasies of being able to like fix what he may have done wrong but it's like useless it's all it's almost as useless as preparing for the in rehearsal for life like rehearsing for life is just good luck it's would be so much better just to learn how to handle scenarios in the moment uh i mean a lot of the characters in this these people these quote-unquote real people which is hard to know reality shows how real anything is especially in this show i mean in the first episode there's conversation after towards the end of the episode where nathan's having conversation with todd where he's like coming clean about fixing the trivia thing like faking give or like telling you like coming clean about like embedding the answers giving you know setting up scenarios where the answers to the quiz would be you know kind of uh subliminal subliminally you know put into his head but then like the reaction is from the actor who's playing todd so it's so much of the show is like what's real what isn't real does it even matter but the characters are super weird not only todd who's his own specific, and he's only in the first episode. There are some interesting foreshadowing in the first episode as well. Like, Todd refers to Nathan as Willy Wonka in the first episode, and because he's like a dream maker, you know, he was able to recreate in perfect detail the dude's apartment or the bar. And Nathan, knowing the movie uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory... Willy Wonka is kind of a villain. Like, yeah, he's a dream maker. He has this factory of candy that, like, initially all of the kids are super excited about being in. But eventually, one by one, those kids get consumed and potentially killed by the things that are in this magical factory that is made by Willy Wonka. And in this show, Nathan is that he, I mean, that's an, it was an accurate comparison to call Nathan Willy Wonka because in this show, in the things, in these fake realities that Nathan creates, one by one, we see the, the quote-unquote real people, the, the quote-unquote kids that get sucked into the vortex of this rehearsal kind of succumb and fail and get chewed up and spit out in a lot of ways. Now, some of them, like Todd was kind of the only one where it was a success. Seems like that was the only one that was a success. Angela, it was ended up being a failure. You know, she ends up leaving. Uh, the guy that sh they hook her up with or she, Robin, who is equally as has his own issues. He didn't la he got chewed up and spit out. He he was like. He skipped out of that like a, a rock f skipping off the water of a lake. He was in and out fast. He's like, this is not what I can, I'm not here for this. Um, then there was the uh, Patrick, the guy who's trying to get his inheritance, but the gold digger episode basically um, where he gets manipulated. 
where Nathan manipulates a situation where it's like, like creates a fake scenario for him to think he's breaking through these boundaries, having these emotional conversations that he thinks are real life, but it was all for his preparation for this other. It's like that episode was kind of is like that was where the Willy Wonka that was where Willy Wonka's in the tunnel and he's saying there's no earthly way of knowing which direction we are going like that whole like the when it gets when Willy Wonka movie gets dark <laughs> that is the gold digger episode where you're like maybe Nathan is Willy Wonka and in his pursuit of trying to justify rehearsing or trying to justify rewinding time he is ending up causing damage to the people all of these people that come to his magic factory are being chewed up and spit out let's take a little break from the show to promote the many faces that's right i am also an artist i do ink paintings on paper of abstract faces a new face a new painting gets released every single day over at inspireddisorder.com so head on over to my website to purchase original artwork directly from the artist. Also, there are prints available for select images. Head on over to InspiredDisorder.com. Buy original art. Buy prints if that's your jam. If you want 8 by 10 prints on high-quality paper. Also, if you're looking to wear some art, there are shirts available with original artwork by myself select faces from the many faces are also available in t-shirt form you go to inspiredisorder.com you buy original artwork you buy prints you buy shirts you're supporting an artist directly and if you're the type of person that likes to invest in nfts there are also nfts available for select faces go to inspiredisorder.com now and now let's get back to the show and you see how patrick ends that like kind of just ditches him after like realizing how he was most likely how he was manipulated by by uh nathan and then even like the acting stu students kind of get a little bit of that you have the kid which is just heartbreaking this kid uh who plays fake adam uh, what was his name? His name was like Rickon or something like that. Uh, it's probably not going to be on here. Um, where this kid who's like five, I don't know, he's young, who's playing the fake kid for Angela, and then Nathan ends up becoming part of that experiment. So Nathan becomes daddy. And this kid, because he never grew up with a dad, which I remember as somebody who grew up without a dad when my mom, my mom had a lot of boyfriends and I remember getting attached. So for me, I had the experience of a father figure leave me multiple times. The original, which I probably had the least memory of because he bounced when I was like five then there were like the dudes that my mom dated. And then when they broke up, it was like, oh, I lost another father figure. And this kid is like so attached to Nathan as his quote unquote dad. 
it is like heartbreaking. This is like I think it's the last episode uh, of the the show, and it's just another example of how. I mean, in that final episode, you see you see a lot of carnage, specifically the kids. Like not only this kid, this fake Adam, another fake Adam, the one that he was taking to learn about Judaism. He ends up having he ends up getting sucked in to this fake reality that Nathan created. And afterwards, Nathan's like, uh, no, because his parents are Christian. And it's like, no, Jews, it's just the Jewish faith. It's just a made up goofy thing. Jesus is the light in the way. So it's interesting, like how you get these real situations like religion, like uh, dealing with family and death and inheritance and uh, raising kids. You get having uncomfortable conversations. You have all these kinds of different real life scenarios get filtered through this like delusional fantasy of control that Nathan thinks he has. This delusion of if you rehearse all of the potential variables, then you'll never be surprised when something happens. But in the end, the the act of the preparation causes unique scenarios that you couldn't potentially prepare for. And that is why I love the show. <laughs> like, the, despite the fact, hopefully, there, it's been picked up for a season two. And I hope in season two that instead of focusing on, like, a lot of the beginning of this season was focusing on, like, rehearsing and doing preparation for an upcoming thing. Then a lot of the second half of the season was dealing with Nathan trying to rewind time with trying to go back and see if he could have done things better the second time, whether it's with the actor, whether it's with the, uh, the fake kid where he's like, the kid grew up too fast and he's like, I want to go back to when the kid was younger and it clearly that whole scenario with Angela became way more about Nathan and what he's trying to go through and what he's trying to get out of the scenario way more than I mean, she was clearly checked out not only of the show, but mentally in a lot of ways. Uh, like it became more of a show about that second part, the, the, the past thinking about the past and how you fix the past. And hopefully next season is Nathan focusing on the present moment and understanding how to be the best version of yourself in any given moment and not thinking about the future, not thinking about the past, not trying to act like you have any ability to change either of those things. Uh, or maybe it'll just be more of this on another scale. Uh, like, after the second episode of the show, it was like, all bets are off. Like, where the show is going to go. And when it ended, it didn't end. Like, I thought it was going to be... I really thought he was going to end up with a warehouse of a bunch of fake businesses and a fake house... And he was going to have, like, this fake neighborhood. And then he was going to, like, 
it was going to become like a Truman Show type of a scenario. Maybe that's where second season will be. It will be him setting up more of a, like instead of trying to create environments in the real life, let's create an entire world that he has control over. I don't know. Uh, Nathan Fielder is a genius, which also would explain why he's so damaged why he's so obsessed with trying to prepare for situations that he in reality has no control over it it makes sense why he's so obsessed with trying to fix things that happened in the past uh but it's a great show it 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 brings up a lot of questions it it really examines different aspects like it examines the the experience of life in a way because it's done in this specific way it's able to really ex- ex- explore the the experiences of life and and present that in a way that's never been seen that sh- any other show can't do because it's it's doing it in le- the most unique way there's no show that is like the rehearsal right it's a reality show no reality show is ever like that the, the only piece of media the only piece of content that's really comparable to what the rehearsal is would be Synecdoche, New York by Charlie Kaufman and The Truman Show, kind of. Like, those two things would be the closest comparison there has been to exploring humanity in, that, in, in this type of way. And I think the way Nathan Fielder does it is so unique because it's like so honest to who he is you know the way he's able to dig and go down these rabbit holes and and it's clearly part of who he is right like it's not like he's came up with these ideas it's clearly stuff that he does in his own life and uh yeah it's it's great it's so good i'm looking forward to seeing what ha- it's like they're difficult episodes to watch too because you see the damage that he's causing it's just it's so similar i would say also willy wonka so you have truman show synecdoche new york and willy wonka willy wonka like nathan fielder is very much willy wonka like seemingly on the outside if you watch that movie on the outside it's like he's trying to do this good thing but like the amount of carnage that gets turned up through the course of the show is so similar to the kind of carnage that happens in that movie uh, so yeah it's like Willy Wonka meets Synecdoche New York is is uh, how the best way the rehearsal is if Synecdoche, New York by Charlie Kaufman and Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory came together in a perfect union and produced an HBO Max original show and they called it The Rehearsal and Nathan Fielder played the Willy Wonka character. That is The Rehearsal. So check it out. Or you can practice checking it out. Right? You can pretend to watch the show You know, sit down in front of your TV for like, I don't remember how long the episodes were. You know, sit, pretend to sit down in front of your TV for like a half hour, 40 minutes. I don't remember. And then, uh, and then 
think about stuff a lot. And then eventually you'll get to a place where you can actually hit play on an episode and experience it. And then even after you experience the show, you can go back and see how you could have watched the show better and how you may have been able to get more out of the show by watching it a different way. Because that's also that's one thing people don't seem to be bringing up about the show is about how at some point it flips to him going back in time to try and fix situations. It's not just about the rehearsals, not just about preparation. It's all about the fantasy of control. Anyway, check it out. The rehearsal. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. And follow the show on Instagram at Ray Taylor Show. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Out! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.